This week's episode is brought to you by After Later Audio, and you're going to want to keep an eye out on some announcements that After Later is making. Um, well, they're going to actually make the announcements after later, um, because if later is Tuesday um, and you're listening and today's Monday, then the announcement comes Wednesday. And um, let's just say there's a, a mythical module that uh, will be coming into the, the market soon. Um, that's all I'll say, but I'm excited about it. Uh, and I think you will be too, but while you're waiting, check out their, uh, their steps, blend and tilt. I feel like those three modules, you hear me talking about it a lot and it's not just because they're sponsors of the show and friends of mine, but these three modules are absolute essentials in my case. I absolutely love them. Um, so yeah, afterlateraudio.com and keep an eye out for the announcement coming on Wednesday. I also want to thank Patchworks, our lovely local synth shop here in Seattle. Please visit their online store, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com, to uh, check out their amazing inventory of all sorts of great module manufacturers. I mean, Make Noise, WMD, 4MS. Uh, We got Mystic Circuit, Slappy Engineering, Recovery Effects, and After Later Audio. Uh, They got Instro stuff in. They got, uh, what else do they got? They just started carrying ALM, Busy Circuits. So, I mean, come on. Come on, forget about it. It's great. Um, And one more, thank you, Needham Woodworks for your continued support of the show and for making the finest Eurorack cases in the land. Um, Eric, I hope your hand is doing all right. Uh, please visit uh, needhamwoodworks.com to learn more about their amazing Eurorack cases. Two years in, and I'm still pumped on this theme song. I was just listening to it, getting pumped up. Um, and it, it, it was made by uh, my buddy Greg Markle, a.k.a. The Animals at Night. He runs Recovery Effects. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I love this, I love this track. Um, thanks, Greg. I miss you. If you're listening out there, Greg, you're probably, if, if you are listening, you're probably uh, soldering a module or something right now. Um, I miss you, buddy. Today we have Ryan Dunn on the show. He is the host of the Rat's Nest podcast. And uh, if you're not familiar with that podcast, well then, I, uh, I strongly, strongly advise you check it out, especially if you, uh, if you come to Podular Modcast and you're like, you know what, I wish, I wish Tim did more patching on the show. I wish there was more stuff about actual modules and more music. Well, then look no further than the rat's nest because that's what Ryan does. We have a really great chat. It was really fun to talk to somebody uh, who also does uh, uh, a modular podcast. So I kind of nerd out a little bit and, and uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a very organic conversation and uh, we have a lot of fun. And instead of doing the patch challenge here, we kind of spitball what we should do to kind of do like a, uh, a combined thing. So um, today's patch challenge, you'll hear about it here, but you won't hear the patch challenges because they're going to be uh, over at the Rat's Nest. So that's already out too. So listen to this episode and then head over to the Rat's Nest podcast to listen to both of us do our um, our patch challenge uh, and and just check out his back catalog. It's, it's, it's a really fun listen. Good stuff. We're going to get into the chat here in a moment, but um, I want to just talk about uh, a few things here. First up, uh, this track that you hear fading up behind me is, um, it's one that uh, you can hear fire crackling in the background. It was my practice patch that I did in a a campground near Mount Rainier. Uh, The night before I went and made my Mount Rainier video uh, performance um, that's now up on YouTube. So I'd really like it if you check that out. You can also check out the EP on Bandcamp uh, called Remote Washington. yeah, it's been a lot of fun shooting these remote videos and just shooting stuff and editing together these kind of short films. And yeah, I just really appreciate uh, everybody who's checked it out. And speaking of checking stuff out, after, you know, every time I do a release, I'm kind of like, you know, thinking, how do you promote it without being annoying? And how do you actually get people to listen to it? Because, you know, so many people are out there trying to get, uh, you know, hey, listen to hey, listen to my stuff that I made. And we all put so much work into it. So I, I got this idea. Um, 
and then I realized that the, it kind of already existed in a way. But uh, now there's going to be two of these kind of similar things. Uh, so the idea I came up with is just like on Discord, uh, there's a music music recommendations page on the PodMod Discord. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like randomly select the the albums that people put in there that they made. Hey, check this out. I'm going to randomly select a few of those, maybe once a month. Um, tell everybody, hey, go check out these two albums. And then we're going to do like a Zoom meeting and just have like, instead of a book club, like an album club. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in anything like that, go join up the dis- with the PodMod Discord. Um, and then so the Colorado Modular Synth Society does something kind of similar to that. They, they call it a listening party. Um, and it's, it's a live stream and they have guests on and they... they each guest brings some music to the table and they listen to it and kind of talk about it. Um, and I'm going to be on that this week, tomorrow night, in fact. Um, so yeah, I'll throw a link up and, uh, it'll be, uh, so yeah, November 6th, 9 PM to 11 PM, uh, MDT, the Bandcamp listening party for modular synth artists hosted by Colorado modular synth society. So yeah, this should be really fun. Um, I kind of feel bad. I, I, I hope I hope they don't think I stole their idea. I was like, hey, I should just do it. Mine's more like a book club. It's not something that's going to be broadcast. It's going to be where we're all hanging out. Whereas there is, there's just like a, a broadcast thing. It's like a, more of a show. Um, I don't think I have to explain that. But being a neurotic who was raised Catholic, you know, whew, there's a couple of you out there that are like, I know what you're talking about. Anyways, so please uh, join the Discord and go check out Colorado Modular Synth Society. Uh, they do so much really cool stuff, and I just love everybody that's involved over there. Um, thank you to all you Patreon subscribers. It, it really, really means a lot, uh, especially right now. As I think I've mentioned a, a few weeks ago, my, my teaching schedule is up in the air, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm getting a little nervous. Uh, so you're, you're, you're really helping to somewhat ease my my concerns about that but if you want to you know ease them even more you could head over to uh patreon.com forward slash podular modcast um there is a video currently up on uh on the patreon that is this the of this performance that you hear right now um and before it before the performance starts i do a couple minute kind of walkthrough of uh the synth that i'm using for it and um just kind of like how i'm doing the remote performances um so yeah, that's just for Patreon subscribers. I am going to release the performance of this video, so it'll be out this week. But the, the beginning part that's kind of like the, the, the walkthrough and the behind the scenes, if you will, is uh, just for patrons. Um, and as I continue to do these uh, remote performances, I'm going to continue to make extra content for all of you uh, Patreon subscribers. So thank you. Thank you so much. I think that's about all the rambling I need to do. Please check out my EP, Remote Washington, on Bandcamp. Link in the show description. Um, yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Let's all, let's all try to take a deep breath this week and uh, just get through it. And whatever comes, we're going to take it in stride and we're going to be okay. Ryan Dunn. Hello. Nullfy Infinity. Rat's Nest Podcast. Thank you for coming on the Podular Podcast. Thank you for having me. I feel like you and I started chatting a long time ago, early in PodMod days. Nullfy Infinity is how I had you you know, yeah, I know, I know, I know people's names on Instagram as we message back and forth, um, and then I think we have a common friend in Juliana. Yes, yes, absolutely, Juliana's. Yeah, um, I met Juliana. So good, past guest. Go check out uh, yes. Jay Money for. Um, She's great. So you guys know each other through uh, the East Coast because you're out in Baltimore, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. We met through school. Actually, I was going to. Mm-hmm. I was an undergrad at Micah, the Maryland Institute. Uh, College of Art, and she okay. was doing a grad program in the like sculpture school, mm-hmm. and so I don't remember when we first met. We had some classes together. We we had a class where we collaborated with musicians from the Peabody Conservatory, which is like mm-hmm. nearby, and she was in that class with me. And then I think we had the. Uh, we went to Berlin over spring break twice. Um, oh, wow. So we, we went to Berlin and I think that's when we like actually performed together. We did like kind of improvised set 
um, for the first time, and we really clicked. So, yeah. Nice. I love Jamie okay, and Juliana. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were doing the, the podcast, and yeah, she was like, do you... She's like, I, I was telling my friend that I was coming on the show, and he was like, was like, whoa, what? I didn't know. Like, I love that show. And, and then I found out it was you, and I think yeah. we'd already talked. <laughs> Either way, this is just a long story that I'm sure everybody listening is like, who cares? Um, <laughs> we care. Um, yeah, we care. Yeah, so deal with it. Um, but yeah, so I, I've, uh, I'm just so excited. to. I was excited to see your show started up when it did. And what, you're approaching or past 30 episodes now? Uh, yeah, approaching 30. I think approaching 30, like 27 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it pop up and being like, all right, once it hits 20, it'll be, you know, that'll... Sh- that'll you'll, you'll know I'm legit, you know? I'm yeah, not, I'm yeah. Not just, I'm not just trying to make a quick buck off the synth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, man, you roll in the synth money. Um, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> rolling in it. <laughs> um what I really liked, so I, I noticed, you know, like as popular as as modular gained popularity and podcasts became, you know, also gained in popularity, started getting more into the mainstream. More and more podcasts were popping up, and I loved so much the format of yours because one the, one of the bad things about when I started my podcast, there was only like two others, and they were not consistent. Like one went a few episodes, and then one was once a month. So I had like you know, people who wanted more patching would be like, Oh, I, w- I wish you'd talk more about this. Like I was constantly getting, I wish I, I like what you do. I wish you'd do more of this. And then new shows would pop up and fill that gap and be like, yes, I don't have to, I can say, well, go listen to this one. Um, yeah. so I love that yours is like strictly about patching. I mean, I want to get into that, but let's, I want to get to know you first. Um, did you grow up in Baltimore? I did not. Um, I've moved around a lot in my life actually. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. My dad was in the military, so I was actually born in England um, oh. in 95, and we moved, you know, I don't remember living there at first, because we moved like two years later. I was still, you know, a baby, basically, mm-hmm. and we moved um, somewhere next, like Pennsylvania, probably <laughs> to stay with like my mom's parents. And then we moved to like Texas at some point for a year. Um, but then eventually we moved to Savannah, Georgia, um, from like 2000 to 2006 ish. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started taking like piano lessons. Like my mom, there was a piano teacher like next door. And like my mom okay. basically just like to get me out of the house was like go next door and learn piano like <laughs> with the, with the <laughs> neighbor and like with the neighbor lady she's nice, um, so that was kind of like my introduction to music. But then in 2006 we moved back to England and I basically went to middle school in in England and that's where I started like playing guitar. Okay. Um, and then moved moved to ball moved to Maryland in like 2009. So I've been here for a while, like 10 years. So. Okay. Uh, and I went to school in Baltimore and I've just kind of stuck around the city. Do you have dual citizenship being born over there? I think technically, I don't I know. I would look into that, especially I, with what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've definitely thought about it, but they've got their like own version of Trump over there right now. That's true. That is true. Boris. They kind of, yeah, they do have their own. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, um, I don't know how much, how much better it is, but... You know, yeah, England was yeah, very, it was a cool experience for sure. I enjoyed Yeah, yeah imagine the being there in, in like middle school. Like, were you like the, the cool exotic foreigner? No, no. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> they made fun of Americans so much. Yeah. In fact, I was yeah. one of two American kids and they were both named Ryan. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That's lovely. So that was fun. <laughs> so, okay. So you're playing piano. Did that stick? Do you still play or did that lead into other things or did you kind of? Absolutely not. I was a terrible, yeah. terrible pianist. Uh, I mean, it helps now just kind of being familiar with the layout and like knowing what the notes are. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like, am I an incredible keyboardist? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I'm not even a very good guitarist either, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think honestly, I think part of that is because I got into modular and I really just like dropped off on playing guitar for a little while for sure. Yeah, dude, my, my guitar playing abilities, uh, 
They have definitely suffered since getting into modular. I've been I, I, for a little bit there. I was um, I was like practicing like running scales every day. Yeah. But when I say every day, it was for like maybe seven days. Right. It was like a, a year ago. Yeah. No, I feel um, I also stopped playing because the band I was in like actually full, formed into like a full band. It was me and just like one friend doing like kind mm-hmm. of metal chiptune mashup stuff. Um, I would like to hear what that sounds like. It's you should check it out. Uh, it's <laughs> Codex Orsava. Orsava's O R Z H O V A. Okay. Um, uh, in Bandcamp or Bandcamp, Spotify, anything, anywhere. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we just put out an album, like an album we're finally happy with that has vocals because we put out like a demo with programmed drums and no vocals like a couple years ago. We weren't too happy with that, and then we finally got like a live drummer. Uh, oh, so you're in you're in the band currently still? Yes, yes, I am okay. the vocalist and synth person. Oh, cool! Are and you then, using modular for that? No, I'm actually I'm using like the uh, the Electribe, the EMX, which is like my first synth. It's the one with the tubes in it. Super, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love that thing. Okay. And uh, I'm using well, also a Game Boy, you know, modified for musics. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't understand how that works, but I've seen a lot of people do it, and it's, it, it seems well, intriguing. The mods are just to add, like, a backlight or, like, change the buttons, and there's, like, a pro sound where you, you bypass the internal, like, amplifier because it's noisy, so you can mm-hmm. get, like, a nice clean recording. But the music actually comes from, like, a, a ROM someone programmed, and you can just put okay. it on a flash cartridge. Uh, okay. It's called LSDJ. Okay. LSDJ. Yes. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name. So when did you get in guitar, into guitar then? So that was in England, probably around like 2007, 2008. Okay. Uh, I started what were to, your bands? Uh, I definitely really love some Nirvana. Fuck, fucking love oh, really? some Nirvana, yeah. Uh-huh, uh, and, okay. that, and my dad had like, you know, had a, the Nirvana, uh, Nevermind, you know, on CD. And, you know, when... We were in the car. I would I would either pick that or Devo. <laughs> were like my two <laughs> my two picks for my dad's collection when I was little. Apparently, uh huh, um, uh huh. So yeah, That's Nirvana's awesome. always been a big, big one. Okay, so it's it's funny to hear because like I was, it, unfortunately, I was like five years too young and eighty miles too far east to like be in on what happened here in Seattle. So like, even though I was alive and in the state, uh, it's, I, I have, I wasn't at all a witness to it. So to me, like I might as well have been in, in Maryland, you know, (laughs) something, something I kind of lament. Um, but yeah, so that's, it's funny too. Cause I'm thinking like age difference and how old you were. That was like when I was, you know, finding the, my, like, my music and and as as a teenager and stuff, it was stuff from the eighties. Like uh, Milo goes to college from the Descendants was like, oh, yeah. was like my my <laughs> shit. So it's so funny to I love that. It seems to be common. Like I have nephews that are teenagers now, and they seem to listen to stuff that I listened to when I was in high school. You know, it's cyclic. Like, it's for sure. It's like a fads come and go, and then like they resurge. You know, in popularity. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really it's really weird. It's it's crazy now because like, have you heard of this band Soccer Mommy? I don't think so. Um, I I just, I'm a I'm a big fan of Soccer Mommy and uh, the the take that out of the context. lead singer. <laughs> what's that? Oh, it's just like take that <laughs> little sound. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, take that sound bite. Um, but the music she makes sounds exactly like the alternative that I listened to as a teenager and that like really fell out of style and kind of got cheesy to a point where I look back on it. I'm like, Oh, this isn't good. But then hearing like this modern take on it, it's really weird that like, I guess to like kind of put this into more context, there was one day I was walking into a a, a coffee shop and there's some really young people working behind the counter and they were unironically or maybe ironically listening to third eye blind and being like, this is the best shit ever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, for me, I'm just like, that shit's, that shit sucks. Like I liked it when I was a kid, but like now it sucks, but it's just weird of like, 
I had people tell me about that, about the 80s shit that I listened to when they were from the 80s. I don't know. I'm kind of going off on a crazy tangent right now. That That's okay. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's think. that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, fashion is the same way, too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah, and they kind of go hand in hand. Like, I see a lot of, like, young people dressed, like, in baggy jeans and flannel shirts, and I'm just like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay, so where does modular synthesis come in? Let's let's so, let's get to the meat. So I think in high school, when I formed this weird nin- Nintendo core band, uh, it was when I first. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's, that's I'm the, so old. The technical I'm, term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm showing my age. Like just hearing Nintendo core, like that. Just I love that. It tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a funny name. I yeah. agree. <laughs> Uh, but that's when I got the Electribe. That was like my first synth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got to college, I started, you know, doing more experimental music with some friends and I got involved in the sound art program at Micah. They actually have a modular system, uh, there. It's oh, like awesome. a 5U. I think it's like analog solutions or analog something. Synth- yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a system there, played on that, loved it, you know. Uh, I was real buds with, you know, the two sound professors there, and they both had Eurorack systems. And I actually bought my first Eurorack case from Eric Spangler, the one guy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I, one of the ones I still use. Yeah. So that was, that was good, like... 2016, 17-ish. Okay, okay. Um, like when I graduated. So, because obviously I didn't have money for modular in college mm-hmm. at all. So um, <laughs> yeah. I had to wait till I got out. Uh, there was no way. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Look, at, like it's just in hindsight. I, I, I didn't get into modular for so long because of the price tag. and It's look, a lot, but it's, it's yeah. It's you doable. Know, when you compare it to, yeah, I mean, when you compare it to other musical things like oh, you want to play, like, violin or you want to play, like, cello? Like, that instrument alone costs, like, $1,000 probably yeah. if you want, like, a decent one that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, well, more. So it's really not, yeah. you know, that much more than, you know, other things when you think about it. Yeah. But it, it definitely, that's harpist. definitely something that put me off. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Her, her like, are, just, like, acceptable. It was, like, an acceptable level of quality, you know? Like, it wasn't the best in the world. It was, I think it was fifteen or $20,000 for this harp. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so it's, like, like just hope, yeah, you'd have to take out, like, a second mortgage for one of those. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, and I think also, like, the, the, it starts off looking very expensive, but I think if you're if you're smart and do your research and, you know, you can find your Yes, absolutely. So I'm I, assuming that's how I, you went, went about it. Uh, one, I did a lot of DIY. I did as much mm-hmm. DIY as I could, but I also did do a decent amount of research. Uh, I'm happy to say that I haven't really sold any modules that I've ever bought. Oh, um, wow. I have a few that like aren't in my case right now, so that's just more of a space issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I might sell like a couple. I have like two maybe that I'm like, ah, maybe I could get rid of this and get something else. But I'm like, I'm really hesitant to do that because I feel like I'll miss it. I yeah. No, that's, I think that's smart. I think, um, take, yeah, take it out. If there's something you're thinking about selling, I say this to anybody out there and I, and I, I feel like I can speak with this on authority because I've sold way too many things that I wish I hadn't sold. Um, just take it out of your case for a while and like get it out of sight, out of mind. And if you're not thinking about it again in two months, then you're probably okay to get, to right. get rid of it because yeah. it is so expensive and it is like space is such an issue. I think, you know. Absolutely. But wow, you're like a unicorn, never having sold anything that you've bought. I know yeah, very I few sold, of you. I sold like uh, I bought like a couple extra DIY kits and you know built extra modules and sold those. Right. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't sold anything. Like been like, man, I don't like this. So I'm gonna get yeah. rid of it, sell it. Okay, uh, so I'm you're in college. To... You're in college. You get into this and you start slowly building a system. Um, yeah. Okay. When does the idea of a podcast pop into your head? Honestly, I feel like I was thinking about it 
And then I like looked up, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should check out synth podcasts and like see if there are any synth podcasts out there. And I found your podcast, which had uh, like almost, it had started like, it was, it was maybe like 15 or 17 episodes in or like, it wasn't that far in, uh-huh. you know? Uh, and I was like, oh shit. And I just started listening to it. So I feel like I had it. And then I found your podcast and I was like, oh, someone already beat me to it. But then I, I, like, I heard your, I listened to your podcast and I heard you talk about, I feel like one time that people were interested in more of the technical or the patching side of things. And I was like, maybe I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I proceeded to sit on that idea for like a year, you yeah. know, and yeah. not do anything uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, you know, I, uh, I had like the idea for this podcast and I had an idea for another podcast and I was like, well, which one would be easier? I was like, well, clearly the modular podcast, because this is what I just kind of do and I can Mm -hmm. just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, The other thing was like more of a in-depth creative effort, uh, you know, I'm still like, I I still want to do, but I'm like, I'm going to wait until I can put enough energy and maybe get a few people to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something I was thinking about, like listening to your podcast is like, I was one, I was jealous because you, you probably, you don't have to do as you don't have to coordinate guests and stuff. And I was also jealous. That's the best part. (laughs) Yeah. I was also jealous because I noticed that once I started this show, one of my biggest complaints about it, even though it's a show about modular, it, I, I spend a lot of time working on the podcast and not a lot of time doing modular (laughs) and I'm listening to yours and I'm like, ah, Playing modular I do, while I he's do doing both. the podcast, it's it's a twofer. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Big I'm just brain play, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, was that kind of uh, how much had you like developed the idea of what exactly you wanted to do? Because it, it, like in in essence, it's Not, pretty simple, but it's it's also very effective, and I think I think it it, it offers something that I sh- certainly don't to people who are super into modular, and that's just like being in the modular environment and whatnot. I mean, it was pretty simple when I thought of it. And I was like, maybe it, it can't be that simple. You know, right. I think that's right, probably right. why I sat on it for so long. I was like, ah, that's like, something's going to happen. Like, I'm like, I'm going to do this and find out that this is going to suck. Or like, I don't, I'm going to like enjoy modular less, you know, I'm going to like start to hate like coming in here and like doing stuff on the modular. But, no, I just needed to, you know, sit down and just like record. I think the hardest part is like talking while you're while you're doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't obviously normally talk to myself while I'm uh, <laughs> patching. I'm not really like working through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's the interesting part, especially the decision making that happens along the way. You know, modular kind of leads you in these weird, unexpected places sometimes, and mm-hmm. I think that's the best part of it. And I wanted to that. That's like really what I wanted to capture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you do a really good job of that. I think it's pretty fun to go on the adventure of maybe just like a droning oscillator into like a a pretty fully formed patch by the end of an episode. Um, And also, I think it's a really great way to kind of check out particular modules. It's almost like you're like doing a long form demo sometimes, like the angle grinder episode. Like I'm a huge slappy fan. So that was cool to, to listen to. And also I feel like I want to go play with my angle grinder again after listening to it. Cause I feel like, Oh, I want to try a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So like how, how much of that was intentional? Like, like the educational side, like, did you sit down and hope that it was going to be mostly educational or mostly entertainment? And yeah, like I, I definitely sat down with the, the educational side more Mm -hmm. in mind. I was like, you know, obviously this isn't going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to want to sit and listen to me play with, you know, weird synth things, (laughs) you know, but a a certain subset of people really do want to hear that. And so I was like, you know, especially people starting out who aren't sure what modules they want. I think this will be helpful. You know, obviously I don't have every module under the sun, but Mm -hmm. I have what I have. And if people are thinking about getting one of those things, I think, that that would definitely be helpful or just like general patching techniques. I try to, I tried to keep things kind of general and mm-hmm. not super module specific all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angle grinder episode was an exception because I've wanted one of those things for a while and I finally got one and I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super cool excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I, and then, you know, 
I, from the beginning, I was also like, oh, maybe people will, like send me stuff, but no, that's <laughs> not happening yet, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to send me modules, absolutely, I will do an episode on your module. Well, I think, I mean, it's a good deal. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long foreign demo. And, and yeah, I think, and, you know, yeah. Go ahead. If I like it, I'll obviously use it, you know, more than once and you can see it yeah. applied in various different settings. And and the good thing is, is if you're using it, even if you have a listener sitting there screaming like, no, do this instead, that would still be maybe some like incentive for that person to buy the module. They're like, well, Ryan, right. didn't, They're like, Ryan didn't know how to fucking use it. I'll do it. <laughs> I've yet to get a comment like that, but I'm, I'm waiting. I, uh, that's that's when I know I'll made it. I I'll know like, I've I, made it. I was like, I think I was like 30 episodes in. Actually, no, I got my first round of like, oh shit, what have I done? Um, when I went on to Muff Wiggler, I'm not a big forum user with like oh, anything. Yeah. And I went on and I was like, hey guys, I have a podcast, and I got like tore up by a couple people. Right. It's trash. And, and, yeah, and I went back actually recently, like because I'm like I'm curious, like what happened to that thread. And it was really, it was like, oh man, some of it, some of it was like pretty harsh criticism and some of it was like, oh, that's fair. And then some of it was right, really, really yeah. nice. But like the harsh stuff, I was just kind of like, oh God, like I'm a person guys, yeah. you know, like I'm going to read this maybe, but, um, yeah, I don't get on my Wiggler personally. Uh, yeah. forums have never been a really like, uh, nice environment. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, for some it's, reason, I feel like that's just, that's the only. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Tra- like, I don't want to trash talk Muff Wiggler as an entity. No, I think it's, you know, it's been a great thing like, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of great people on there. And in fact, it's like I think it's just like the internet in general. Yeah, the, the bad people are the loudest. Culture. Yeah, um, but there's Absolutely. good people out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Once you start getting some hate mail, then you can sit back and pop a bottle of champagne and. Yeah, and just know that you more wine do and whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I'm really, really tangenty today. Maybe it's the two cups of coffee. Um, I'm, I'm also curious. Something that I really wanted to talk to you about with doing this show is um, I did want to ask if if it was, you know, how it was affecting your relationship with patching. And it sounds like it. If it has, it's been positive. It's not like putting a, a damper on it or anything. Um, cause yeah, that was something definitely. that I was concerned about too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like how much does it affect how you patch or do you think, do you think that you like, if, had you not started this podcast, like where would you be compared to where you're at now as just a synthesis? I honestly, I think it keeps me honest. It keeps me, you know, I have to come in every, at least once a week, you know, even if I'm feeling like shit, even if, you know, like right now the days are getting shorter and, uh, that's my cute cue to like come home and just fall asleep and not do anything. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, it, it, I think it helps me be at least a little bit consistent and have like somewhat of a consistent practice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it makes me feel like, well, like, ah, like I want to get in there and not have to record and just play around yeah. You know, so it, it it keeps me doing stuff, and then it makes me want to do more without recording. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's like the tease. It's like the appetizer, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I gotta go back for the main course. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. I totally feel the seasonal thing, or like here in Seattle, it's just like starting about now. The sky becomes yeah, yeah, gray. Yeah, because you guys are farther north too. Yeah, yeah, and it's just where, well, uh, we have the rain shadow effect. So we have it's uh, we have the the cascades that just stop all the condensation. That Sorry to interrupt. This is uh, this is Tim, the guy that just stupidly said condensation when he meant precipitation. This is the first time I've ever had to make one of these edits in the middle of an episode, but um, it's probably one of the dumber things I've ever said. So let's get back into it. I'm talking about the precipitation that builds up and uh, collects at the uh, the Cascade Mountains. All right, let's get back to it. Comes in from the ocean and the Puget Sound, and it all just builds up here, and we just get a wall of gray for... It'll start uh, becoming gray in a few weeks. It's already starting, but it'll be like gray from here until February pretty soon. <laughs> That's just like... It's it's yeah. tough. It's a little tough to get through. That was yeah. That sounds like England. England's like it's always gray. Yeah. And in the because it's so farther north than even 
any of the continental U.S., like the days get so short. Yeah. It's like four or five hours of sunlight. But then in the summer, it's like it's light until like 10 p.m. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The short uh, days are but, really hard. So hard. Um, yeah. No, I'm definitely seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Like, I, I can't handle it. Yeah. I hate it. Well, and uh, so you, something like kind of that goes hand in hand with this and something you kind of mentioned earlier is is keeping yourself honest with a daily practice. I think I've found myself using almost the exact same verbiage or the exact same concept thinking about one of the reasons I decided to do a weekly podcast. I had a lot of people say, well, why don't you just do it every two weeks or once a month? And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. And it's important to me that I keep myself artistically honest and busy because of my depression, you know, like, so even when I, cause if, if I'm super depressed and I'm not held accountable, I won't do any art at all. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely the same way. Yeah. So like like, I was, I was like fall into a hole of not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked a few times or I think I think I've seen you comment on stuff when I mention when I bring up depression and I feel like you're you're one of the people who reaches out and says like hey I, me too basically I, I deal yeah. with this too and um, so yeah I, I I know you talked like one of your patches recently was like a meditative patch for you know I forgot the the, the exact title but it was for Medi- depression meditative yeah. mental health patch yeah, yeah yeah so I'm just I I I, I guess I I'm excited to see someone else out there kind of talking about this stuff and in the context of modular and without sounding too kind of like, I don't know, artsy or hipstery or something. I do think there is a, there's a place for modular and the practice of just art in general, uh, in, in, uh, dealing with depression and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think a lot of creative people do deal with that. I think like higher percentage than normal, you know, mm-hmm. of creative people would definitely deal with whether it's depression or anxiety or a combination or, you know, anything else. I think that's definitely something that needs to be talked about. And, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the reasons I wanted to start a podcast and talk about the stuff was when I heard other podcasts talk about it, it made me feel better. Um, and I would, you know, I'd reach out and write them, hey, just hearing you talk about it made me feel better. Thank you so much. And now I get those messages from time to time. And I, it's, it's so cool. And I just, and, and I want to just send you one of those messages right now and say thank you for talking about it. Because, yeah, I think that's just really cool. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I wonder how many thank people are out there is like, God damn it, here comes the depression shit. If you're out there listening and you're like, ah, oh, they're going to start talking about depression and stuff, just sit there and be very thankful that you don't deal with it and that you have yes. the luxury of sitting back and being like, I don't want to listen to this. Um, we're jealous of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so... What is your kind of your overall goal with the podcast? Like, do you want, like what, what pie in the sky dream? Like, what do you want to see happen with it? So, I mean, I think my, the biggest thing was just to kind of like help educate anybody that was starting out or like give people new ideas or inspire them. You know, if someone tells me that they listened to my episode and they went back and played with their own modules, you know, maybe it was the same module I had or they applied the same concept to their system you know, I think that's that's the coolest thing mm-hmm. for me, um, for sure. And, you know, hopefully in the future I can make episodes longer. Maybe I could do, you know, two episodes a week, you know, but um, right now with the day job, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I did start it when quarantine, and so I had a lot more time, you know, when I was furloughed for like two months, you know, when the coronavirus first hit. Yeah. Um, but I've been back at work, you know, for a while now. So yeah, you mentioned that you're like I was, I was on unemployment, not working, making double the money, and now I'm back to work, making half the money. And it's like psychologically, yeah. like that's it's kind of fun. where everybody's at. A lot of people are at yeah. that point, and psychologically, that's just so fucked up. It's like it's so crazy yeah. all the different weird ways that this this whole thing has affected people. Yeah, on such specific 
surgically specific levels. And a, and a lot of people are still out of work and they're not getting that extra money anymore. Right. And that's yeah. what's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, our government is really uh, failing us right now. But oh. we should not get started on that uh, <laughs> because I will not shut the fuck up. Yeah, me neither. I, I was starting to like set aside some time at the end of the show to talk about this kind of stuff. But then I started realizing that like, I, I, I can't speak on it as uh, effectively as I feel like my, my passion to effectiveness is not an equal. It's not. No, like I feel that. <laughs> I feel that so hard. I feel like I'm like, I have to do like a bunch of research before I could even speak on subjects. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I gotta, I, I need to shut my mouth. Yeah. Uh, which is probably for the best, I guess. <laughs> well, it is something weird. I, and this is, this is kind of like, it's, very weird. it's, I like to talk about it because like, I know some people were like when I was talking about a lot of the stuff uh, a few months ago, um, a lot of people would reach out and say, that's cool. I'm glad you're talking about it. But then, you know, some people would be like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't come to this for that. And it kind of makes me think of that argument of like, I, I, you, you're a basketball player. I don't come to you for, for political stuff. I, I want to watch you play basketball, but it's like, it's like one of the most un-American perspectives to take. Cause we like to yeah. tout our like, well, it's free speech and everything. It's like, so what I do professionally all of a sudden takes my like one of my free speech away free speech away from me it's like no yeah you can go fuck yourself man yeah (laughs) it's like fuck yeah yeah uh but it's it's like it's hard i don't want to take a combative stance on it it's just really it's a it's a strange time in the in this it's just a strange time and it's weird to like want to try to help like because i feel like you and I are probably very similar in this. Like when we speak about so, out about something like, you know, like racial injustice or like how our government is failing us. It's like because we want to try to make it better, we want to yeah. try to help. But I'm starting Absolutely. to like wonder like how effectively, like how much can I really affect, and how, what's the best way to do it? And yeah, what what can I do? What, yeah, exactly. How is the best way? Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really really weird. Um, man, we're tangent city um being a very gear centric show like have like what what's some of the shit that you like has the show made you fall in love with a certain piece of gear more than you think you would have or like do you look at gear in a different way i I just, I'm so fascinated by the concept of just having a podcast and to get to talk to another person who does it in a different way. I have all these questions that I'm not sure if people listening who don't make their own podcasts are interested in, but I'm like, wait, what's this like? You know, like, <laughs> no, I think, I, I hope that's interesting. For I people. think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, I think it's made me realize how it may be versatile or like useful some modules are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, I, I never really approach modular with the intent of like selling like anything. So, so I really, I feel like I had that, that love for whatever I was buying beforehand mm-hmm. or I knew that I wanted it. Um, but the, the podcast definitely confirms that when I'm like, Oh wait, I can do this. Or like, I, I come up with an idea like mid podcast and I'm like, Oh, this could do this other thing. I think that's also like one of the reasons why I enjoy doing it so much is that 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 discovery moment that you know where the modular kind of influence your decision making yeah and it seems like built into your format it kind of seems like it could be like a um like a feedback loop of like that's a great idea for the podcast or but like maybe in the middle of a podcast oh my god that's a great idea to just start using when i'm patching outside of the podcast you know? Absolutely. And it, and it's happened the other way too, where I'm like, I've discovered something outside the podcast and I'm like, Oh, I need to do an episode about this technique or this module or this specific thing. So something I'm also imagining when I'm listening to your show. I, so this scenario, exactly. I'm like, okay. Are you ever sitting there patching like, Oh shit, I need to make an episode about this. And then just like break up the, the recording and just like, like you go into build patches. I'm just going to go play with my synth. I'm not doing an episode today. And then all of a sudden you find yourself recording an episode. Yeah, I think I've done that maybe once or twice okay. so far. But it, it, it has happened, and I was like, okay, well, this is okay. I gotta, I gotta make. I don't remember what it was. Oh, maybe it was. I'm I'm doing a bunch of bonus episodes right now to try and build the Patreon mm-hmm. bonus episode backlog. And I I 
was just messing around and I discovered something. I'm like, wait, this was, well, actually this was the reverse. Sorry. I stopped the podcast <laughs> or I like stopped the episode. I was like, okay, that's the end of the episode. I just discovered something really cool. I need to go record. Now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up the bonus episodes. Cause that was something I wanted to get into as well. Um, cause you just mentioned that for, um, what are they, what are you calling it? Synthtober? Yeah, the the Colorado Modular Synth Society, Synthtober. Yeah. I don't live in Colorado, but I did, uh, you know, I was on Freak Boutique recently, and I just recently kind of connected with all those cool cool cats over in Colorado. Yeah, I love all those. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good crew. Um, Well, you said that you're going to, like, by the end of November, you're possibly going to have 31 bonus episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to do one every day, and I realized I really bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then I had, like, you know, because I have a DIY power solution for my two-row case that I've built, um, and... I think I've uh, I've got too many modules at this yeah. point. I think You're it's a little overloaded, it. so I had to like take some out mm-hmm. and like figure out what was the problem. Uh, so that kind of cost me a few days. And now I'm playing catch up. That's why I'm like, okay, by the end of November, I'll have them all done. Uh, <laughs> That's really I'm doing, ambitious. I'm doing like, yeah, I'm doing like three a day, and I'm like, okay, well, this is this is kind of burning me out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I know it's not forever, so I'm like, I just got to get through it. And then I'll have like bonus episode backlog, and then I'll do a bonus episode every like two weeks or so. Okay, I was gonna uh, say they'll like probably that... be lo- they'll probably be longer. Okay, because uh, these are like these end up being like twenty minutes long. I ba- I basically keep to the patch challenge format, like fifteen minutes of patching, and then maybe like a little performance at the end. Okay, uh, just because there are so many of them that I have to get through. Right, and so okay, so that's something that if you're gonna do it every two weeks, so you're gonna have like over a year backlog. Yeah, technically, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but a I good think, incentive I, I to sign up for the Patreon because yeah. you get two episodes a week, or you know, two. Well, yeah. not two a week, but you're still getting a lot of content. Um, and something else, what was cool about what I what I know about your Patreon um, is if you sign up, you can like th- throw throw your two cents in, like, hey, do something like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. I really want people to take advantage of that because so far. I feel like I've gotten very little feedback on like what people want to hear. I, I'm assuming I'm doing all right because people are listening. Uh, I do pay attention to which episodes kind of get the more listenership. I think one of the more listened to episodes was like the clouds feedback experiments. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should start doing more weird shit. I try to intersperse like kind of beats and like more accessible music mm-hmm. in there and thinking, you know, that's what people want to hear or want to hear how that's made on a modular. Mm-hmm. But then you know, something like that does well. I'm like, oh, maybe I just need to get weird. Yeah. And I'm like, I could, I, why am I not getting weird enough? Like, what? <laughs> well, I, I like the idea of opening it up and like, it's just going to like, that will help you also learn, like kind of like get you out of your, like out of your own box, you know? Um, yeah. That's what, that's the biggest thing I'm like afraid of is that I'm going to start just doing like super similar shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I want some new, some new input, some new feedback on like what you want me to do and also some new modules. So I have an excuse to buy more modules. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's going on guys? <laughs> well, yeah. It's, you know, start yourself a sole proprietorship and write that shit off. <laughs> uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta start, uh, you know, Dealing with the the legal tax aspect of this, if I want to get super serious, yeah, but, uh, I'm 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 enjoying the like the the not into that yet. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm good with not dealing with that <laughs> for a while. Uh, so I guess for anybody listening out there who's maybe new to Ryan's show, I would say, um, you know, it, it would be mutually beneficial if you say, "Hey, try doing something like this," or you know, like. Um, yeah, I think, I think also just kind of like the community aspect of the, the, um, just the modular world, you know, I feel, I like, I like how you've opened, like you've, you've, you've found a cool avenue to like interact with people and have them have some agency in a show that they might come to love over, you know, like, but, and listen to every week, you know, if they're new to it or something. So, um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's really smart. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like non-podcast host questions. I started- oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say 
this was kind of in reference to your question earlier as like goals for the podcast, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to get some more guests doing like their own patches, you know, cause obviously my perspe- perspective is limited to the modules I have and the things, you know, I like to do. Mm-hmm. And that's another way I really want to get more varieties to have some more, some more guest patches. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to start asking more people to like, you know, just throw together a patch and just talk about your thought process, you know, while you're doing it. I think that'll be really cool Yeah. to hear different perspectives Dude, I had a blast yeah. doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it was weird. I look back on that and I'm like, why did I decide to do something I never do and something super weird for it? But yeah, it was, but it was it cool. Was, it was it really makes fun. Me want, like, I'm, I want to plug my guitar into my modular more now. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe I, was gonna I should ask. practice guitar again. Yeah, well, that that's kind of I do have my, my, my yeah. back door into getting, like, keeping my chops up. It's like, well, I, I just got to combine them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have a, the AI synthesis stompbox adapter, so I can you oh, know, nice. get the guitar signal into the modular. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I have done it before, but I haven't done it in a while. I yeah. definitely need to do it again. Maybe I'll do an episode on that specifically. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I, well, so we're going to do something cool for the patch challenge. Maybe, yeah. well, I, maybe you do a guitar for the patch challenge. I could do it. I could do that. So... We were talking before we started recording something that rather than do the patch challenge and play it on this show, we'll do the patch. I'll bring up the words, give them to Ryan, and then we'll both do it for a special episode of Rat's Nest. Yeah. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. And I was also thinking, not to put you on the spot too much, but why don't you come up with the words? Oh, I get to come up with You can come up with the words and also maybe you tell me like what I should use or something. I don't know. Let's let's try to make it like a like a game or something. Like Oh, I'm down. So oh, geez. I know I just totally put you on the spot while recording and I realized that was kind of a dick move, but I just thought of no, it. No, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad. Uh so do you want me to randomly pick words or you want me to just like actually just think up words? Whichever one you want to do. Ooh. That's dangerous, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it somewhat appropriate. No, no, no. I, I wasn't thinking inappropriate. I'm just like, I just like really weird words. Oh, I love, like, yeah. I think, That's been one of the funnest uh, things is like learning new words through the patch challenges. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I, when I did uh, subscribe to your Patreon, I think I gave you like festering laceration did. or something like you did. really gross yeah it was very <laughs> gross and i remember being excited i was like oh this will like something that's really like evocative like that i feel like yeah it just makes me want to use like portal and hundred grit and bad comrade and just like put yeah. everything through distortion let's spitball this what do we want to do like what what should we try to find some cool like restrictions or or guidelines or like um you know like uh, a certain amount of modules or something. So we're kind of maybe both coming in like in a same entry point, but then we'll, you won't hear each other's stuff until we've made it. And then like the listener can right. hear like us do something similar, but separately. We could do that. Or I was just thinking we could limit the amount of patch cables we can use. I've, I like that. I love that idea. Holy. So as many modules, but you're going to be limited. As by many patch- modules as you want, Tim. Aha, but, I like uh, that. This patch cable. You want to? Honestly, I don't think I've ever counted One, how two, many patch three, cables I actually have. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I'm looking at like, like 15, a relative. Yeah, I was going to say 15, 20 ish. Maybe 20 max, because I'm looking at this relatively simple patch that I made, and there's about 16 patch cables in it. Let's go, let's go 20 max. 20 max. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I like that we're figuring this out on air. (laughs) We're building anticipation. You're going to have to head over to Ryan's podcast to listen to it. Just, just got to do it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Fifteen patch cables, and no other restrictions. And we need some words. Should I generate some, or do you want us to look for some? Inconvenient. Inconvenient. Solipsism. Inconvenient solipsism. I feel like I don't know what solipsism means. I've heard the word, but I feel like built into the definition is inconvenience part of it. I'm looking it up now because I actually also don't know the definition <laughs> of solipsism. 
the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I really yeah. like uh, that. Um, I really just pulled that out of thin air, but I, I'm proud of that. <laughs> but no, it's that's great. I've got to write that down because solipsism. Yeah. Solipsism. So this is like, um, this is like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This is like an e- existential torturous type. Yeah. Almost. This is like, or it doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be bad, but there's, there's some existential it's, it's inconvenient. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Being that it's inconvenient. <laughs> um, sweet. I love that. Yeah. That really, that really screams exist- existential dread, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> like, which oh, is, shit. that's just kind of like the mode that I work in. So, oh, I thought it was with a B. Apparently it's with a P. Yeah, S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M, solipsism. All right, and we encourage uh, you listening out there to make your own version of this. And I think we should... confront your internal Yeah, and I think everybody listening should also do, uh, limit themselves to 15, is it 15 or 20? 20 20 patch cables. 20 patch cables, inconvenient solipsism. I'm really looking forward to trying this. Um, yeah, me too. It's going to be fun. Um, okay. So we have a few more minutes. I, uh, I've, I feel like I've, I've taken the reins a lot in like making this a lot about like a podcaster asking another podcaster questions about having a podcast. I mean, that's what it is. You're <laughs> yeah. not, you're not wrong. <laughs> but is there anything that we haven't covered that you were hoping to maybe get to or talk about? I mean, we talked a little bit about the Nintendo core stuff. Yeah. So that was part of what I wanted to talk about for sure. Yeah. Um, point toward people towards that. I, th- I think you'd get a kick out of it as well, Tim. Okay. So this is the, your <laughs> band. Yeah. This is the band, the uh, Codex or Sava. Correct. Uh, the album is Baja Blasted. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's heavy music and it's got synths, uh, but it's also kind of silly. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, How do you do band practice? Like, with uh, so, I mean, well, we don't, we haven't been practicing cause yeah. we haven't, we don't have any shows coming up right. or anything, you know? Um, but before that we would practice every week. Oh, this is something I did want to mention. I do like share a warehouse kind of space with Carl Ekdahl of NAS, like K N A S Uh makes the moisturizer reverb tank things that also have like an LFO and like some other CV stuff. Um, he's a super cool guy. I want to shout him out for sure. Right on. Um, yeah. Do you throw shows there or? He, I think there have been shows at the warehouse. I don't know that he has thrown shows specifically. He's more of like a technical guy. He's built his own like CNC machine. He's built his own like pick and place machine. Oh, wow. You know, he's, he screen prints his own like metal for the moisturizers and does the powder coating and bends the metal. And, uh, I've learned a lot from him in the DIY kind of realm like, He's the reason why I have a DIY case and why I have the tools to like make that, you know, he's got a bunch of stuff that I would never have had access to. And did you meet just because you happened to share like a space or did you guys start sharing a space after you met? Like we met. So Jason Sloan, the other sound professor at Micah introduced us because he had a moisturizer in class that we played with. And I was like, what is this thing? Who like, this thing is super cool. He's like, oh yeah, the guy who makes these lives in Baltimore. Like you should contact him and like hang out. So yeah, I went to his, uh, his old house one time and then he moved to this warehouse space. Uh, and then he was looking for people to like share it. He was like looking just like a hundred bucks, you know, every month for, to like share the space and have access to the tools and, you know, just to help him out on the rent. And so I was like, awesome. Yo, like, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love those, so. like, when you find those connections. And, like, how cool is it that you're, like, you get excited about a piece of gear and then the guy's like, yeah, you want to meet him? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's so sick. Yeah, it's really awesome. I love uh, when that shit happens. Um, and then the, uh, the reason I asked is because I wanted to just kind of was curious about, like, what what's the scene like out there pre, I mean, obviously pre-COVID and everything. But there's not too many modular people in Baltimore specifically there's 
definitely a few in like the DC area. And mm-hmm. I've, you know, since connected with the, like the DC modular, uh, people, um, Baltimore is like definitely a hardcore city. Uh, they've got like a small noise scene, uh, and they host high zero, which is like improv, like electroacoustic. So there's like some electronics, some acoustic instruments. Okay. So it's, it's got like a cool scene, but it's not strictly modular. I would say, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of general electronic music. Yeah. I was thinking it's, like, it's with, pretty interesting. Yeah. City like, it's an I've, interesting scene. I've heard like a lot of good things about Baltimore and I, I'd really like to visit someday. And I was just, yeah, I was just curious what kind of like just general electronic or like modular adjacent scene was going on out there. Cause it seems like the type of city that would have actually like, like what you just described is, is pretty much probably what I was yeah. imagining. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously there's a lot of like rap and uh, hip hop. I know Eric Spangler hosts like, or used to host before COVID, uh, the boom bap society. Much, okay. Like, uh, so they had different, rappers come perform with them and they did you know him and uh wendell patrick do the beats and they they have other guest musicians um so yeah there's a it's a pretty cool scene out here it's very diverse very it's cool because you'll go to a show and you'll witness like four completely different sets like in one night and you'll Uh, be like yeah like what just happened? I love those. But kind in of a shows. good way. <laughs> yeah, I love those kind of shows. I God, I miss going to shows. You know, we went to. Oh, uh, we, don't. <laughs> you don't miss shows? No, I don't start talking about. Oh, it oh I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> I'll get nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the other night, my wife and I went to. We saw live music. There's. This, oh really? Yeah, there's this this hall in town that has like this huge space, and they did this like t- check your temperature. You know, everybody like limit seat, limit three to a space. Okay, that's your right. space. Here's your hand sanitizer. You wear, wear masks, masks and saying, everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we watched some live music. It was, it was weird. Wow. It was definitely weird because you know we couldn't like go and dance and shit. But like, right. it was still pretty cool to see like a live performance. And it, oh, yeah, it made me really miss modular nights here in Seattle. I cannot wait for those yeah. to start back up. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, so I'll put a link in the show description to, um, to your band's album. How about, uh, just solo stuff? I know you do stuff under Nullfy Infinity, right? Yeah. And Nullfy Infinity, uh, N-U-L-L-P-H-I Infinity on Bandcamp and Spotify and stuff. I haven't put in it. I'm working on stuff to put out. I've got like probably like three albums worth of material like recorded already. And I just have to sift through and, figure out what would work well together. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, cause Nullify infinity has been mostly drone kind of ambient bordering on noise at times. Mm-hmm. But then I've also got a bunch of like weird beat stuff that I'm like, I don't know if I should release this under the same moniker or create a new moniker. Or like, I don't know if I even want to release it. I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, my two cents on the moniker thing is, in today's world with when you're just like, you're just trying to get people to listen, like you spent so much time and you just would appreciate so much if somebody listened to the music that you make. I think any sort of confusion entered like is, is just like not worth it. Yeah. I think, I don't think anybody's going to listen to an ambient album of yours and then go to the next band camp release and then hear beats and be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but. well, maybe. And if they, if they do, well, then, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> No, um, I see what you're saying. But I was also like, oh, I was like, oh, I get to pick a new name. I was like kind of excited. I guess that, yeah, but I guess if, I, if that's, then I re- yeah. But then I realized, you know, like anything I think of is like someone's already, definitely already done that. Well, I, I wanted like, to ask like my about biggest. Nullify Infinity. Like, oh, really? Yeah, What like what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, so... I think the first time I like came up with that, I was definitely still in college. It was probably my like junior or senior year. And remember that app, like that Nintendo app, Miitomo? No. It was like it was like you created Mies, and then it was kind of like a social media app where you like you know when you get near people you can meet people's Mies. It was like it was a weird Nintendo app. I don't oh, know. That sounds it was really, really popular. Weird on the Micah campus for like Uh. six months. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it came from. Actually, uh, I don't remember the question. 
oh, it was like, what was your username? And I, for some reason, I just came up with this username. I was like, because null, I'd be really interested in the word like null. Like, like null hypothesis zero. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just sounds cool, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I'm like a math nerd a little bit. So like phi, like the golden ratio is like a, a common number or common constant, mm-hmm. irrational constant that pops up. Um, and then obviously I listened to like a bunch of Godspeed Black Emperor mm-hmm. um, when I got into my post-rock phase. And so like I was thinking of like F-sharp, A-sharp, Infinity, like the album name a little bit. I, I don't remember exactly what made me come up with it, but it, in my mind I was kind of like, so null is nothing, phi is like this golden ratio, and infinity is everything. Mm-hmm. Like the name basically means like the perfect ratio of like everything and nothing. Oh, yeah. Or I something like, well, like that. I think it sounds cool. And now that like I figured it was something mathy because I knew like I knew null was zero and I I knew phi was some sort of Greek something. Um, yeah. That shit. Wow. I just sounded so smart. I knew it was some sort of Greek <laughs> something. Um, but as somebody who is like so bad at trying to think of names, uh, I just have to applaud when I hear a good one. And yours, I like yours a lot. So. Oh, I, nice, I thank nice you. I, I did chiefly pick it because it sounded kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, know I think that's th- the most important part of a name. Like I, well, it I think so too. Yeah, yeah. And and like I think I've even said this on the show before, but like some of my favorite bands have the dumbest names. Like Radiohead is a stupid band name, <laughs> right? Like that's a dumb name. <laughs> it's a, yeah. When you when you really think about it, it's like yeah, well, like, what yeah, is that? yeah. It's like, like Stereo Face. I think I'm gonna oh <laughs> I'm gonna be Stereo Face from now on. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Spe- uh, speaker forehead. Speaker forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, before we end, is there anything you'd like to scream from the mount- modular mountaintops? Uh, go check out the rat's nest to hear the patch challenge for today. In Inconvenient solipsism. Inconvenient solipsism. A.K.A. existential dread. The patch. The patch. <laughs> <laughs> We need somebody make a movie poster, existential dread, the patch. And like maybe like put put Ryan and I's faces on like some like superhero bodies or something. That's a call to action, Pod Mod Bods. I want to see it. Uh. I'll do it if no one else does. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for uh for for joining me. I'm 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 excited to have finally got to to chat to you with you in person. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm also excited to have finally chatted. Somewhat in person. <laughs> right. Yeah. As in person as we can be. All right. That's our show. Now head over to the Rat's Nest podcast and listen to our patch challenge. Uh, it was a lot of fun um, making it, and I'm, I'm excited to go listen to it myself. Don't forget to come check out Tuesday night, tomorrow night, uh, 9 p.m. It starts on YouTube, uh, the Colorado Modular Synth Society um, Band Camp Listening Party. I'll be there hanging out, and come join the, uh, the, the PodMod Discord server and see about getting in on some of these, uh, these album club meetings that I'm going to try to hold, hold on Zoom. Um, finally, thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. It really, really means a lot to me. Um, and I would love to see more of you come jump aboard. Um, I think I'm, I'm hitting this, this point in like two and a half years in where I think a lot of people have been with me for a while and they're starting to drop off. So while I have had quite a few people sign up, I've had the same amount of people drop off. So I've been sitting at the exact same number of, uh, of Patreon subscribers, which is such a great problem to have. I'm not complaining about it, but, uh, if you want to come help out, that would be great. Check out remote Washington on Bandcamp. I really, really dig this EP. Please check Check out the videos. Thank you to Needham Woodworks, Patchworks, and After Later Audio. Keep an eye out for that big announcement coming for After Later. Um, all right, until next week. <laughs>